1: damn right. Hope everybody's having a good Tuesday. Little 4-4 on your calendar. College basketball officially done. Women were done on Sunday, although the stories aren't quite done. Men's now done. And the question, well, the answer was no. The question going into the weekend was, can anybody hang with UConn? The answer was no. They get the win. We'll be talking about that. We'll be talking some football as well today, uh, including little NFL mock draft talk, Longhorns in spring practice. We're 11 days from the spring game. All of that is coming up. It's Chad and Zay on this Tuesday. I'm Chad Hastings, joined once again by Isaiah Collier. What's up, Zay?
2: What up, Chad? Happy Tuesday, everybody. It's basically our Wednesday since you got us Friday off. Big-time ball stuff. Appreciate that. I really do. But, yeah, man. Yeah, last night, best worst game I've ever seen. Is that where we're going to go? That's where I'm going to go with the best best worst game. The best bad game. Coach Rodney Terry, probably not listening right now, but if you are, get your passport ready, get all your shots that you need, and get your ass to Africa. And get one of them Africa big brothers and bring them to the 40 Acres. The weather ain't that much different. It gets hot up there. It gets hot down here. Get you an African brother. so It helps.
1: you watched last night thinking, how big is the Sonogo family? <laughs> Yo. Do we have siblings? Can we check? E- either side. Either side. Do we have male siblings? Do we have female siblings? Coach Terry and Coach Schaefer would like a word.
2: Yo, from Hakeem Olajuwon, the Kimbe Mutombo, Joel Embiid, All those guys, Adama Sanogo, now he ain't those dudes I just named, Mm -hmm. but he won a national championship. And those other guys I just named did not. I don't know what he's going to do in the NBA, if he'll even have an NBA career. But for the college game, you need a big man. Mm -hmm. And he was that. Last year, Kansas had David McCormick. Year before, Baylor had the excellent guard play. So – it changes up what you need to win, but what UConn did this whole tournament, one of the most impressive runs we've ever seen.
1: There's no doubt. We said it yesterday. Four of the last five teams going into last night that had been beating folks like this in the tournament won the championship. Now it's five out of six. They beat everybody by double figures. The other stat that jumps out to me, Zay, they, are, they finished out now. I believe it's 17-0. and against non-conference opponents, and they beat every one of them by double digits. Now think of that. All their losses were eight of them, I think. They lost eight in conference in the Big East. They beat every non-conference opponent by ten or more. Now that's silly.
2: Yeah, and just not trying to hurt your heart, Horns fans, but Xavier, the team that you drove in the Sweet 16, they beat that UConn team twice this year. Oh, so wow. I didn't realize they
1: swept them. I'm not one okay. to say
2: – I don't know if they swept them. Beat them twice, maybe they beat them twice, the maybe the tournament. I don't, okay. I don't know if they right. played or not. But they beat them twice this season, and I'm not one to say, you know, the team that you beat means that you could beat the other teams. Every matchup is different, and we know UConn was on that run. But Dylan DeSue, that would have been a huge difference in that Miami game. And if we would have seen the Final Four matchup with UConn and Texas, I think Texas would have given them a game that they didn't see all tournament even though last night San Diego State came within five.
1: Yeah, I was going to ask you, as a fan of a team that was in this tournament that advanced deep into the tournament and had a shot at the Final Four, do you watch last night and think, well, UConn wins that thing no matter what? Or do you still have that? Is is this going to nag at you for a while because you wanted to see
2: Texas and UConn? Oh, it's going to nag at me for the rest of my life. Okay. That just is. I mean, I know some of y'all hate it and say move on. I won't talk about it much on this show, but I'll always think about what if Dylan DeSue didn't get hurt and have that foot injury, where Texas would have gone, and what would have happened. Because one thing that we saw with UConn throughout the whole tournament, they had multiple ways they could beat you. So did Texas. And Texas also had the defense to match, but once – That guy who gave you 28 and 10 and gets Penn State in the round of 32 got injured. Texas became limited again. Mm -hmm. While UConn, you got to have a lot of luck to win a national championship, also with skill, also with toughness, also playing on a hot streak. But you have to have luck, too. What injuries did UConn have? None. And they were playing nine deep for Dan yeah. Hurley's squad. They did stay healthy.
1: Uh One of our texters, Zay, says, can y'all admit the Big East is a top basketball conference? Where do you put the Big East among the groups we're watching right now?
2: No, they're right there. because they're, they're right there
1: with it, the Big 12. If it's that much of a fight for UConn inside the conference with that many losses and then they thrash outside, it does speak highly of the conference.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You saw what Marquette did, even though they lost in the second round, they won the conference. Creighton, they go to the sweet sixteen. Xavier, they get to the sweet sixteen. And then UConn wins it. Now you got Rick Patino with St. John's. Cooley, yeah. he did he just moved from Providence right down to DC to at Georgetown. Georgetown. Yeah. So well, they're gonna get better. Big East. It's looking like back in the 80s when Patino was at Providence and Jim Bayham and John Thompson. I know people have a certain nostalgic with that era, seeing Mark Jackson and Chris Mullen and Patrick Ewing. They don't have those type of names in the right. Big East now. But the Big East is just as competitive as any conference in the nation, and they showed that with how many teams went far in the tournament.
1: Zay, did you mention Raleigh Massimino? He was awesome. <laughs> he was unbelievable. Yeah, Massimino did this thing. Thing. incredible upset of Georgetown. Yeah, we weren't going to have that kind of upset last night. Even though there was a little bit of a of a fight from San Diego State in that second half, they pushed it down to 5 and then they maybe just every time there was there needed to be an answer, Yukon had the answer. They had the outside shots going pretty well, 35% from beyond the arc. Not amazing, but hit them when they needed to. Hawkins 3 at 60-55 ends up being the kind of the moment of the game it was the the push was there that san diego state crowd good on them by the way you could tell they traveled they did travel they they were ready to roll man the 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 tyler campbell crowd they were there and shout out to tyler campbell san diego state grad i know he was pumped about last night uh going in obviously not uh, not so much at the end of the game but that was the moment because then hawkins hits that big three you mentioned sonogo's performance already and then uh tristan newton Ends up being the leading scorer for UConn, the only player they have that's from Texas. Yeah, El Paso kid. I'd forgotten about that.
2: Yeah, started at Eastern Carolina, then transferred to Connecticut, and he's a big-time get. You know, they're so unique because they don't have a true point guard. I've talked about it, and... Dan Hurley, he puts the ball in the hands of Newton, which he's 6'6", and he's a good ball handler and all. But if they didn't have Andre Jackson, that changes everything because he's so unselfish and he's so athletic and so skilled, even though he had three points yesterday, his, you know, his fingerprints were all over the game. Those six assists he had were huge. Him being in the right spot defensively, him just kind of being that anchor, he reminds me so much of Timmy Allen, just he has a different athleticism mm. that Timmy Allen does not have. And, you know, Tremell, Garden, Newton, they took advantage of that matchup because he's just too small. Around 5'7", Garden against 6'6", Newton, that's that's cake and ice cream all day just straight up lunch meat party time <laughs> and he took him to the hoop and even though Tremell was right there with him he still was able to get the shot off so He got his buckets, and that's where you see that 19 come in, which is huge for them because he's not one of their key guys. Like, they want to get the ball to Sunogo and have Sunogo eat for them, and then that gets everybody going. But like I said yesterday, I wasn't as worried about the San Diego State bigs as I was worried about the San Diego State guards. And coming off that really emotional, game-winning shot against FAU, how would they respond? And you could tell it was kind of an emotional high and low roller coaster with this game last night. And like you said, just being within five points, you're right there. That's why I said it's the best worst game I've seen because. There are times where I'm like, God, this is ugly. UConn is beating the brakes off them. And then Mm -hmm. there are times where I'm like, okay, San Diego State, we're right here. We're right here. Jordan Hawkins hits that three. Newton gets a layup and hits a couple of free throws. It's a 10-point game again. And then they just kept extending the lead. And in the first half, there was a moment where San Diego State, they were up by four. It was 16-12. to And you're Mm -hmm. like, okay, then. They're they're doing a little something-something. But then... Dan Hurley starts making subs, and he starts putting Klingon in, 7-2, and he was good last night. For the limited minutes that he had, he had a nasty shot uh, block shot. He was just causing havoc down low, and that's where San Diego State went on that very long drought of no field goals. Seemed like about 10 minutes. A little over 11. 11 minutes, yeah.
1: boy. And when you add their droughts together last night, it was half the game. Yeah. 20 minutes of game time, not hitting a field goal
2: Yeah, at one point. yeah, yeah and, and Two different points. Yo, Donovan Klingon was not a five-star, wasn't a four-star. It's kind of like Steve Sarkeesian's approach to offensive linemen. Not necessarily going after the five and four stars, but sometimes getting the threes and twos, mm-hmm. but they're over 300-something pounds. So big guys, right. bring them in, develop them. And then they turn into five-star type players. And when they leave, hopefully they could be first, second round draft picks. That's what Dan Hurley's doing. Klingon, again, he, he wasn't even on a shoe deal team in AAU, but the dude's seven two. You can't teach height. It's hard to coach that. But when you bring that in and you develop those guys, and you got a guy that's seven two, and he might not be the most athletic dude in the world. He might not be a Patrick Ewan type, but If he could come off the bench in his first year, block shots, make good passes, rebound the ball. When he gets it, throw a nice little jump hook up. He does that. So Jordan Hawkins, are worried about him coming around those screens and stuff. He's a problem. He's their NBA player. Like, I saw him talking to Ray Allen last night, him hugging Ray Allen. And, you know, Ray Allen was probably telling them, yo, dog, I'm one of the best shooters ever. You got one of the sweetest jumpers I've ever seen. I'm proud of you wearing this uniform. All those guys, talk about UConn Pride, saw Mecca Okrafer, he was in the building. Mm. Rudy Gay, Kimba Walker, like, they love that school. And we need to start talking about it being the blue blood for real. Oh, yeah. Was Calhoun there?
1: I didn't didn't see
2: Jim Calhoun.
1: I never saw him. Yeah, I had forgotten that, so historically now, them getting to five, that puts them in that category with Duke, there's Duke and somebody else that have five. Indiana, so, I think. Duke, Indiana. You may be right. And then the only so then the only thing the only teams above them are
2: like UCLA, yeah, Kansas and somebody. And John Wooden was a cheater. <laughs> is that what it is? Right? <laughs> now? Excuse me. Need a little rub Excuse me. <laughs> uh, but there's only like
1: three teams now all time that are above them, and they have what the 49ers had for a while during my life, which is the five and zero. Been to the championship game five times, and they have not lost. Eventually, the Niners did lose the Super Bowl. I need to tell everybody that as a Cowboys fan. Right. But all throughout my life, when Steve Young got the monkey off his back, after that, it's like, damn, the Niners, what are you going to say about them? Right? They've won five. And it's five and zero, oh, much like the Michael Jordan argument for the fans, for the big fans he has. It's like, well, did Jordan get there ten times? Or, well, no, but he got there six times and won six. That's right. He never lost the finals. We have not seen UConn. No one has seen UConn lose the championship game in men's basketball. That's impressive.
2: Yeah, and like they're the players that they had that won are kind of like the program, very, very good, and doesn't get the recognition that others get. Like Ray Allen. We know Ray Allen's good. We know he's a Hall of Famer, but does Ray get that recognition that he should? Rip Hamilton. Guys like that. Kimball Walker. Kimball Walker can't even get a deal in the league. He's basically Mm -hmm. got kicked out of the league. He can't even be that role model veteran guy in the locker room that helps the younger guys. Right. And he was a four-time, five-time All-Star with the Bobcats slash Hornets. He was really good, but people forget about him. Shabazz Napier... People don't even know who that is. (laughs) And he was the starting point guard for that 2014 team. Right. Wasn't Amin one of those guys too? Khalid El-Amin? Yeah,
1: yeah, El-Amin. That 99 team. Right. El-Amin, I think we could come up with the explanation of maybe why he doesn't get all that love. It was one team. He didn't do much in the league. Yeah, I don't know if he did much in the
2: league. Emeka Okafor, same. He had a decent career, but he's with the Bobcats. So, you know, we forget about Connecticut. And also, Gino makes us forget about Connecticut I was just about to
1: say, their women's program... Did, are they casting a shadow on the men's program, and that's part of the problem? It's tough. It's tough because you know those eleven titles Oof. for Gino, he's, and he's got back to backs. He's got three in a row. He's got all kinds ridiculous. of ridiculous. <laughs> he's got silly. Absolutely ridiculous.
2: I can't stand them, but I salute them.
1: Oh, like I give oh. him his
2: respect. He did that. Yeah. So I they've always that. been in that shadow, and yeah, they're absolute blue blood. Now you just compare these. This 2023 20, team to the other four, which those other four teams, Shabazz Napier team, it eh, was a high, but Ben Gordon, Mecca Okafor, that team that beat Duke and San Diego in 4 that team was great. Yeah. I think, Charlie Villanueva, that team was really good.
1: I'm assuming historically this one's going to really stand out cuz of the way they beat people. Mm-hmm. I mean, double figures every single game, whipping some what they did to Gonzaga, I still think is going to be that will the people will look back and see what they did to that Drew Timmy Gonzaga team and be impressed. Uh nobody could hang with UConn this year. So congrats to the Huskies for the win on the from the perspective of Longhorn fans, they are tweeting or excuse me, texting in. This says I'm feeling you, Zay Wanted to watch Texas play at full strength versus UConn. It is going to hurt forever, for sure. Uh, then th- uh, another listener said that it's going that this is going to stick with them, just like Colt against Alabama. I'm telling you, because of that, yo, I, it's that injury part, right? Y'all are
2: killing me. Y'all are telling me to stop talking about it because it hurts so bad. Y'all aren't telling me to stop talking about it because y'all just tired of hearing me. Well, y'all, some of y'all can, might feel that way, but <laughs> y'all can kiss my black-ass ass. <laughs> uh, but for real, it hurts so bad. Us bringing it up just brings the pain back. And that pain's always going to be there until you get a title of your own. And that's why I'm saying, Coach Terry, get your shots and go to Africa. Because you can find some brother. Adama Sanogo hasn't played uh, basketball until he was like fourteen years old, fifteen. Chad ah. wanted to play soccer. Didn't like the hoop, but they were like, "Yo, you big as hell. You playing soccer don't make much sense, bro."
1: One of those kids that like finds it, finds it along the way. What was he doing? He was a tennis player. He yeah. was he was what? He was playing soccer. You know
2: he how was... skilled that dude is shooting the three, beating guys off the dribble at that size. We oh, yeah, had that little hook that he that really little love. hook that he does. Yeah, it's yeah. quick too. You don't even have time yeah. to like r- jump and contest it. And Dan Hurley does a good job. They'll throw they'll throw the ball on the block to Jackson or Newton or, or Hawkins. And then they'll have Sonogo from the top go set an on-ball screen at the block. And those guys, they'll come off the screen and come up kind of towards the perimeter. And if you switch that, it's a mismatch. If you don't, then it's such a – you're already in such a good scoring position already being at the block. You're at such a disadvantage. So it's so hard to guard. They're so unique in the way they play. And one of the biggest moments, Tremel, he smoked the layup early in the first half. Just completely smoked it. Jackson comes down on the other end, throws that little dump pass to Calateria, and he knocks down that three to make it 36 to 20. And right there, ball game. Yeah. Right there, ball game. Even though San Diego State came within five. I I didn't have much confidence in them winning the game. No,
1: I did not either. And Calcaterra's a transfer, right? I think so, yeah. He came from somewhere else. Um, Yeah, another one of those... Many transfer stories. By the way, to this texter that just randomly texted, sorry about the Mavs, Chad, very disappointing. There's no need for, well, why Why would you need
2: to bring stuff up? Like wh- Just throwing in the towel. Throw the damn towel. What's going on? Is what this, Apollo Creed's trying to say, throw the damn towel. What,
1: is this official now? Are the Mavs, like, have? The, were they eliminated last night if and, he, I, and I didn't realize it? If he it?
2: dies, he dies.
1: Yeah, they haven't been mathematically eliminated. Got to still believe. One game back at the 10 spot. How dare you?
2: Throw the damn towel. How dare you? Just give up. Hey, they're expected to sign though, which I don't know if that's good or bad because, I mean...
1: And somebody texts, we all know that with Dylan DeSue, Texas wins the national championship. That's what I'm talking about. 100 emoji hook emoji. That's what
2: I'm talking about. That makes me feel good. So
1: is that where you guys are going to go, just like Longhorn fans, football fans go with that Alabama game and Colt? Because I don't know – I do not know one Longhorn fan that if you say to them, well, what happens if Colt gets to finish that game? Not one of them will say, I don't know, but I like our chances. None of them say that. They all say (laughs) – Well, we win, guaranteed. Did you watch what they were doing? Nick Saban was completely baffled. They had totally figured him out. Did you see Colt's face after the game talking about it? They were going to pick him apart. That's what every Longhorn fan tells me. Yeah, even Garrett had a decent game. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. said, you know, yeah. made it way closer. Than Nick Saban thought it was going to be. That's right. Yeah. So uh, UConn gets the win, obviously. And then last night, when it was all said and done, did you watch one shining moment? Did you check it out?
2: No, I watched it this morning. You watched it this morning? Okay. Yeah. I don't need to watch it. I love Luther, but I've heard the song too many times, and yeah, just yeah. And it's and it's going to hit me different than it's going to hit you because they put
1: a couple of moments in there from Texas that's going to remind you.
2: Yeah, they did the. They Poplar put, off the ass, Timmy uh-huh. Allen play. Oh, Timmy. They threw that C-Man in. C-man and ball,
1: Timmy. And even though they barely, they got it in there, they put in the little half court, you know, the the shot. It from, shot. From yeah, Z- that was cool. Was that Timmy Allen? That was Timmy Allen, yeah. Yeah, but we all know that didn't really decide a game or anything. That wasn't a true buzzer-beating situation. It was the end of the half. But they, they snuck that in. And then they went with the, yeah, the pass off the back. And then they had a quick little shot of Rodney Terry. Oh, and they had Dylan DeSue in the locker room. Yeah. Dylan DeSue in the locker room slapping the the Texas logo on there to get to the round of eight. So that were to get to the Sweet 16, it would have been, right? Correct. Because his game got them to the Sweet 16. So, um, yeah, it, it was. It, I always enjoy One Shiny Moment. Glad they're sticking with the Luther song. But, oh, you
2: better not change Luther. Yeah, that will never. Remember, remember when they did that? When they. They did, didn't they? Remember when they went with Jennifer Hudson that year? Oh, yeah, that was bad. And showed
1: her in studio while it was rolling and took away highlights for it from us? No, no, we didn't enjoy that. Basketball <sighs> fans lost their minds on that one. Go back to Luther, do what you do, no need to get crazy. Yeah, because Luther ain't even
2: around to argue that. That's right. some BS. I mean, come on now. Uh,
1: also, last night was Jim Nance's last game to call. Yeah, last uh, hello, call.
2: friends. That's
1: gonna be uh, that's gonna be different. Hearing a, a different voice there. I had to get used to Billy Packard being gone because when I was a kid, him as an analyst was so those two together was what I got used to. But uh, they got guys doing a good job. It's Iron Eagle that's going to be doing the main thing, I think. And Iron does a really good job, and they got good analysts there. So I guess Raftery's going to keep doing it. Yeah, a little bit longer.
2: I wonder if he was going to, like, cry last night on Jim
1: Nance one more time. <laughs> man
2: to man. Yo, how much does Raftery love talking about Duke to Grant Hill? Just giving them crap. That's all they do. Yeah, he does enjoy he that. He loves that. He low-key hates Duke. Cause Cause he, I appreciate he, it.
1: He he really enjoyed Last night, and he had a relevant reason to do it, and he was sort of like, hey, Grant, you know, if uh, – Yeah, you know, if they get five, they'll be joining your Duke guys. You realize that eh? (laughs) there? Did you know that? Have you counted? Have you counted?
2: How many you got? (laughs) Yes, Bill. Yeah, see, like, every time they show Bobby Hurley, he's like, hey, Grant, without that guy, you'd be nothing. (laughs) 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 Just just say it. Just straight up say it. We're at that point. Without that guy, man, that seven all-stars, you'd be nothing. do Do you ever just call Christian Leitner and say thank you?
1: Like, how does that work? Every year, once a year, the year of, like, on that day, the day he hit
2: the Kentucky shot, is that when you call him? Like yeah, didn't miss a shot. How does it work? Because like, your pass wasn't really that good. He like, was perfect. Yeah. Lucky right. he caught the ball. Did you see how high he had to jump to catch that ball?
1: <laughs> you did not put that on him.
2: <laughs> oh, Grant Hill was so cold. Oh, Grant man. So, Justin Wells, like, played or threw some highlight clips of Grant Hill earlier this week. Really? Yeah, I don't know if it was Instagram or Twitter, but I saw it on one of his pages, and you might have to ask him about that tomorrow. He, he was the smooth machine at Duke now. He was so smooth. Every time yeah. I watch Jason Tatum, I get reminded of Grant Hill.
1: Yeah, that's a uh, that's a good comp, yeah. Probably a
2: lot because they're light-skinned and they went to Duke, but also they're, they can hoop. So you're also making the easy comp,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's accurate, but it's also the kind of the easy one to make. All right, so we'll talk plenty of basketball today. Give us your thoughts on the game. What'd you think of UConn? If you are a Longhorn fan, how will you remember this tournament? Uh, let's give you a quick preview of next year. Uh, and uh, it has been announced that the Longhorns are going to be a part of one of those cool preseason, not preseason, early season tournaments in college basketball. Go into Madison Square Garden. The Defending champs, UConn will be there, along with Indiana, Louisville, and the Texas Longhorns. So this is the Empire Classic, presented by Continental Tire. So you'll see a lot of tire commercials, and you'll see the Longhorns at Madison Square Garden. That's a big one, Zay. That's the kind of stuff you can tell, things you tell recruits about, that you're right there with the elite of the elite at the most famous venue ever.
2: Yeah, don't don't even mess around. Just give us Yukon and let's go. We want the smoke.
1: That'd be awesome.
2: We want all the smoke. Willie Nelson Snoop Dogg. We want all the smoke.
1: Yeah, You got to set that rematch, right? Do it. Yeah. Set the or not rematch. Oh, uh, set yeah. the set the matchup that would have been is what That's I'm saying. What I'm saying. Set that matchup and say, "Oh yeah, these these two would have met in the in the uh, in the final four. Let's go ahead and uh, and throw them together. Let Indiana and Louisville on the, will the other side."
2: Now, Jordan Hawkins be gone. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm very happy about that.
1: He will. Yes, that's true. I'm
2: very happy about that. So
1: Hawkins is gone even as a sophomore?
2: Yeah, he's gone. Okay. He's gone. The tournament that he had, his stock is just skyrocketing. Like, pure form, shooter. He could come in and be a really good 3 and D guy. He has great size, great athleticism. If he would have threw down that dunk that he missed, that would have been so nasty because he threw that thing, cocked that thing back almost all the way to his, like, Almost all the way to half court looked like that's where his arm was. <laughs> right, like his wingspan is crazy. He has all the tools. Again, the pure jumper. Yeah, he go.
1: Yeah, So Suno- And Sonogo's gone. I don't know, Mike. He's a junior. If he wants to come back, See, that's
2: I don't know if him.
1: Caravan's he- a he- freshmen. Newton and Calcaterra both seniors. And but I. I think they could probably get a COVID year because
2: everybody can That's what I'm saying. Who knows? So can they come back? I, I hopefully know. they don't. Hopefully it's like we can't top this right. and we got we want to do some other things with our lives. But Sanogo, he's an interesting one because this NIL, it's going to have to start going crazy that he won a national championship. And I don't – know if he's an NBA big. I don't know if he has that athleticism to be an NBA big. Maybe. We'll see.
1: All right, uh, we got some football coming up. Texas football getting closer to the spring game. That's 11 days away. We'll get you some football notes coming up at 105. At 205, we'll look at a two-round mock that uh, Todd McShay put out. Up next though, more basketball talk. Have you heard about this Jill Biden comment that got women's basketball players fired up? Yeah, this women's final won't go away. Plus, how about the Ratings on that women's final. We'll get that to you in the crap bag coming up. Stay with us on this Tuesday. If you want to jump in, Spec's text line is 337
0: 3776. This is the horn. Like Chad and Zayda song, and sounds like she's singing.
1: What a voice. What a song. Chad and Zay getting started on a Tuesday. It is the witch herself, Stevie Nicks. I mean that in the best way possible. I do believe she's a witch. I believe she can conjure things with her hands. I believe she could turn me into a frog if she wanted to. And her voice still gets me emotional after all these years. Zay, are you a Stevie Nicks guy at all? Yeah. Yeah? Now, did you play this song for any particular reason? I did not. Because you just set me up for something I would rather not say. Oh. But I feel like I need to say it to the people that might be listening, that might be in the same situation that I'm in. This weekend, I was looking forward to visiting with Miss Stevie and Billy Joel. The show's been postponed. Oh. I am sorry to all the... I am sorry to my man Craig Way. I had to give Craig the news. And Craig is a monster Billy Joel fan. Right. Like the look on his face. He's as big a Billy Joel fan as my wife is a Stevie Nicks fan. Yeah, I knew your wife. So I'm hoping my love wife. Love Stevie. I'm hoping she sees it before I can get home to tell her and before she gets oh, home tonight. Because te- yeah, if I have to tell her face to face, I don't know what. She might punch me in the head. I don't know what's going to happen. So there's some illness going on in Stevie's band and so they have postponed it all the way till March of next year if you want to go, or they'll get you a refund. So I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but we do talk music snobbery around here. So if you have tickets... To this Saturday show up at Jerry World of Billy Joel and Stevie Nicks. The show is not happening this Saturday. Yeah, you
2: might want to pick up your wife's favorite meal (laughs) before you break that news tour. Be like, hi, baby, look what I got for you. Yeah, your favorite. By the way, Stevie Nicks, we ain't going. (laughs) She's going to know something's up, right?
1: (laughs) Flowers and candy and all these things. Oh, really? My favorite candy and my favorite flowers. What's going on? What did you do? What did you break? That'll be her question. What did you break? She would think I broke something. That's the, that's the one thing that, yeah, uh, that, that might have happened. So uh, Stevie Nicks getting us started today. That is a fantastic song, uh, recorded live or otherwise. Hope you're having a good Tuesday. We have not talked, Zay, in a little while about the All-Stat Bracket Challenge. Oof, man. Have you checked the All-Stat Bracket Challenge lately? I did.
2: By the way, congrats. You did better than a lot of
1: people. Yeah, so here's what, this is what's weird. This is what I'm going to admit to you. When I was looking at the standings for, like, the regular bracket, it would tell me I was, you know, 118th place or whatever in the early going. I was way, way back. Then I told everybody I filled out the busted bracket thing for the Sweet 16. And I did okay on a couple picks. I think I ended up with Creighton and somebody in the final, though. I just randomly picked it real quick. So I'll be honest. I don't. Know exactly. I ended up with ninety-one points supposedly, and that puts me in fifth place. So that's good. Yeah. So I'll take credit for something. I didn't. I didn't feel like my picks were that good, but I did have a couple of you know. I got got a couple of those crazy early upsets, and then I I picked a couple key teams. I think getting to the final four, uh, but you know, and I think I had UConn getting pretty far, but I thought I had Gonzaga over them. So anyway. I'll take a little credit, but I don't know if I can take all of it. I'm not sure if me filling out that extra bracket helped out.
2: Yeah, a little bootleg, but it's cool.
1: But we all know one thing is key. Tom McKay and the people at AV Consultations, they're not giving me that TV anyway, Uh. even if I'd finish first. But congratulations to those folks at the top. If you want to go check the rankings today, I am seeing a Timo right up at the top. In first place, it looks like. Uh, So I think it's going to be simple for who gets that TV. So congrats to uh, to you. And then thank you for everybody for playing. And shout out to AV Consultations for being one of our great partners around here. All right. So I would like to commend Zay Women's College Basketball on multiple fronts today. Because one, they put a good product on the floor Sunday. I was really happy for them for that. We'll talk about the ratings coming up in the crap bag. So that was part one. Part two, they got a little smoke off of the game just because... They got a little soap opera, which the NBA would be really proud of. And now we are into day three of soap opera, thanks to a weird, weird side plot here. And the First Lady of the United States of America has created a side story, yet again, with women's basketball, if you did not see it, originally... So Jill Biden who if you remember she was at the final 4 for the women. Oh she was there? She was sitting there. They showed multiple times where she was sitting 2 seats away was Billie Jean King. She likes her sports. I've seen her she at does. She a loves lot of sports. sporting events. And she and they would have a different person sitting between them every time they would end up showing them. So you could tell this was like a big moment for like and it was it was generally it was a female that was sitting between them. Um, But I'm sure that whoever else was there was getting to do. So you got to sit between the two of them and talk about sports or whatever. I mean, that sounds like it'd be pretty cool. Uh, With all due respect to Biden, I'd be flipping out over Billie Jean King. But meeting Biden would be cool, too. Uh, So she's there and she's speaking then at in Denver. Yesterday and says, quote, I know we'll have the champions come to the White House. We always do. So we hope LSU will come. But, you know, ooh, careful, Joe, comma, I'm going to tell Joe, I think Iowa should come, too, because they played such a good game. And. The reaction from a lot of folks was like, wait, what? What are you talking about? The reaction from Angel Reese of LSU was to tweet out a joke in all capital letters, along with some rolling on the floor laughing emojis. And then, Zay, you told me Angel Reese also tweeted somewhere or sorry, social media somewhere that they weren't going to the White House.
2: Yeah. She tweeted on the Shade Room, who tweeted that about Joe Biden. She tweeted under on the comments. We ain't coming. Ah. Then Alexis Morris, number 45, she just flat out said, Yo, Michelle Obama, can we come to your house? Oh, Lord. Which we're skipping first ladies. So y'all really walling wow. yeah, right. down there going to uh, LSU. Two first ladies ago. <laughs> two back first there. ladies. Yeah. Look, Joe Biden, I get what you're trying to do. I get it. But no. Hell no. This is that teacher in her. Everyone gets a trophy stuff. I'm not with it at all. She needs to understand this is sports. This ain't one of those moments. You know what, Jill? How about we have Melania and Donnie go to the inauguration right after uh, Joe and you won? How about that? Wouldn't that be weird?
1: Actually, they are supposed to be there. It's out of respect. But they ain't show up.
2: Well, that's a different story,
1: though. But They're, they are they're supposed, supposed to, to be yeah, there? they're supposed to be okay. there. Okay, yeah, well... Yeah. That's the just, that's supposedly the exchange of power that's supposed to happen.
2: Ah, well, yeah. this ain't that.
1: <laughs> no, it's not.
2: It is not. Then that would mean it would be like last year's champion. Yeah. Y'all come in, like South Carolina, y'all come in and talk to <laughs> them. Like, that don't make no sense.
1: I am glad you said... I'm glad you went to that angle of it for Biden, because I do think there's certainly some incorrectness here. I think she's insulting them for a different reason than they think she's insulting them. So it's almost like the Seinfeld thing of, are you insulted as a, as a Jew? No, I'm insulted as a comedian. So in this case, I don't think these LSU players need to be insulted as black women. They need to be insulted as women. They're being insulted to me on a gender discussion. Not a, She's playing this weird game of, oh, they played so hard and I think we should still. No, no, stop, stop, stop. That's not what women's basketball players fight for. Women's basketball players don't. And by the way, they don't even fight for actual equality with men's basketball. That's not the battle. They just want to be respected in a similar way as fighting for these things. So the Diana Taurasi's, the Lisa Leslie's, the whoever you want to talk about of the world, they didn't fight all those years and play all those years and Cheryl Miller and all. They didn't do all that. So you'd say, you know what? If the second place team fought hard, we should invite them too. So that's what I heard. I heard like a grandmother vibe coming out of her. I do not believe Jill Biden meant that in any kind of racial context. Now, is there something that's way under the surface that maybe that I don't know. And I I feel bad that Reese and Morris and that crew might feel slighted racially there. But I definitely think they were slighted on a gender in a gender discussion. There. Yeah, it's disrespectful. I think, got, I think they got ripped
2: a little bit there for being female. Yeah, it's disrespectful. Yeah. But Joe Biden, you could tell she never played sports. You could tell. Yeah. If she did, she wouldn't have said this. Because you you
1: and I have never heard of that. Even in the closest games, we don't think of bringing the team that lost. And this
2: one lost by 18. You know what I would respect, Chad? Sorry, 17. If Ken Mulkey just went out and said, you know, back in my La Tech days, if Joe Biden would have checked me, I would have given her 40. Yeah, right. I mean. Joe Biden doesn't know anything about hoops. We
1: know that obviously the team should have never. The the idea of inviting them together would have been silly. Even the idea of inviting Iowa is silly. To clarify. Today, the White House and all the press folks put out very clear messages congratulating LSU. Can't wait for, can't wait to see the champs. We hope the champs want to show up. Of, they will be invited to the White House. They never mentioned Iowa. Not one mention of Iowa. And then B- Jill Biden's people made it clear that she was trying to give love to women's sports overall, Title IX, things like that. And she just got a little off track and said she looks forward to hosting LSU. So now we'll see where this plays out. Uh, and I said this to you before the show, Zay. I'd, if I'm Kim Mulkey, I might mention to Angel Reese, you don't get to speak for the whole team. What do you mean we're not going? Calm down. Don't go tell the White House we're not going. We need to discuss this as a team, I guess. True. If, if you guys really want to talk about it. She
2: is their leader, though.
1: But that's the question. Do you think this is enough? Is something like that enough for Reese and Morris and other key players of this team
2: not to go? Yeah. A lot of people who've been going after Angel Reese, they think that she's a scrub, and they just saw that one game in a national championship where she just dropped 15 and 10. Right. And they haven't seen her all year long break double-double records for her sport and average 23 and 15. Yeah. She's for real. So let's get that, like, you know, narrative that she ain't no real hooper and y'all putting, you know, extra on it when she went up to Caitlin Clark and did the Tony Ayo John Cena, you can't see me. It was still wrong, but – she could hoop.
1: Yeah. And I would just say, too, if, she, if they go as far as not taking this invitation, I think that might be an extreme reaction as well. But we'll see what they want to do. <sighs> their feelings are their feelings. They're valid. They can get to feel however they want to feel. I just, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see if they want to reconsider. We've had a lot of these discussions in the last few years, whether it's from the White House perspective, because during the Trump administration, they just didn't invite a whole bunch of teams. It never was done. They just never. I thought, thought teams it. just weren't going. They never. And in some cases, it was that.
2: Yeah, I think they realized okay, there's certain teams that aren't going to go. I think they just kept it hush hush. Like let's find out who could who would consider coming and who wouldn't.
1: And in some cases, it
2: was like a
1: the team. In one case, I know that one of the Warriors teams they announced that they wouldn't go if asked, and then the White House responded with "Well, we're not asking." So they both. Got, <laughs> so it was like there was like a pre a pre a pre petty comment and right. then a post petty comment. So
2: I remember dabbling them up in there, eating Big Macs and. Yeah, they, Chicken got the, McNuggets. they got the
1: spread. That was one of the last ones they did, I think. And mm-hmm. then after that, there were some that didn't happen. And we had, you know, there's different players have not shown up. Brady didn't show up for one or two because at the time he didn't agree with whatever whoever the sitting president was. And it, I mean, you everybody has the right to do all that. Yeah. So we'll see. But well done, women's basketball. Another day of soap Oh, I appreciate it. I like it. <laughs> Jill Biden, Angel <laughs> Reese. We just need to have ourselves a little roundtable discussion. Let's get Malika Andrews and Rebecca Lobo. Oh, Rebecca Lobo. Biden, Love her. Uh, Kim Mulkey, Angel Reese, Caitlin Clark, Gino, because you know that'll be fun. Now, you probably wouldn't want Gino there. I can't stand this smug ass. How about Gino via Zoom? Put him on a yeah, screen. Yeah, put
2: him on. Yeah. If we need him. Can we just have like. Sue Bird, speak for him. Sue Bird. We'll have a select group. Yeah, like she went to UConn. That's enough. Yeah. A select group, a Lobo and Bird, That's they'll, they'll speak Yo, for Picture, them. just picture right now, Joe Biden getting a defensive stance, trying to guard 1982 Kim Mulkey. Oh, 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 oh man.
1: Uh, somebody says, I mean, 15 and 10 is nice, though, too. Fans are just stupid. Right? Yeah, she is one of, I don't know if we would argue, she's not their, like, is she their best player as clearly as Caitlin Clark is Iowa's best player? I don't think so. I think no, LSU, but, but that's why they're
2: the national champs
1: because they have more
2: than just one player. They got more weaponry. It's yeah.
1: not one clear, but she is clearly it's clear. she's clearly their leader, and she's, she's the best player, and she's one of the best. I would say she's their best player yeah. on a given night. Maybe somebody else, but she's their
2: best. She broke the record for double doubles in women's college basketball for most double doubles in a single season thirty four. Think about all the greats, big women. That now she have played. did that.
1: Wasn't Aaliyah Boston? No. That was Angel Reese. Oh, okay. All right. For some reason, I thought that was Boston that did that.
2: But they're they both double-double machines. Yeah, like Cheryl Swoops, Lisa Leslie, Cheryl Miller, all of them. There have been a few. There have been some gals. Re- Rebecca Lobo could double-double. Rebecca Lobo could go. <laughs> yes, she could. Talk about a horse face I love, man. Oh, Oof.
1: mercy, mercy. She I me some Rebecca Lobo. She would get after it. You don't get in the right defensive stance with her, she will trample you Yo. to make the— Full, full, fill oh, up the horse, on, horse reference. You'll get trampled. On. I love you, Rebecca. Oh yeah, I, I know you. You are a big <laughs> fan. I awesome. love. I love the fact that. that you'll admit to that. I'm still
2: a New York Liberty fan because of Rebecca Lobo. Heck
1: yeah. All right, coming up, we'll talk some Texas football, some updates. Sark made some comments about leadership and some other things. We'll hit that at 1 o'clock. Longhorn fans, 11 days till the spring game. We're closing in. Up next, though, talk about the uh, women's basketball. Not the controversial part. How about the ratings? Were you watching? Well, even if you weren't, a lot of people were. We'll give you those numbers coming up on the Horn. Now this is some easy listening right here. We're just cruising on a Tuesday. Yeah,
2: it's definitely some Craig way with both.
1: This is not anything that's going to get anybody in trouble. We're going to keep it safe. We're going to keep it clean. Here we go.
2: Wow. So, man, I do not... Yeah, the dude on the cover is literally in black and white, and he has his hands crossed like this. So he's trying to look tough. Oh, he's trying to look tough. This song is definitely not that,
1: and I'm going to... Yeah, this feels very Yacht Rocky, but I don't know who it is, so... Like, it's not Christopher Cross, but it just gives me that vibe. But I don't know. Who is it? Hearts by Marty Balin or Balin? Marty Balin? Balin? Spell the last name. B-A-L-I-N. Okay. I'm going to go Marty Balin on that one. If you're a Marty fan, please let me know if I get that wrong. I doubt there's somebody going to let me know. It's a
2: vibe, though. I get
1: that wrong. It's a vibe. Oh, my God. All right. So, uh, it's Chad and Zay on this Tuesday. Marty Balin and Stevie Nicks getting us started today. Quick reminder, uh, check out hornfm.com. We talked about the bracket challenge. Also, the Fantasy Golf Majors Contest is Uh, up for you that's powered by callahan's general store register now got to get registered by 555 a.m on thursday of course when they start first place hundred dollar gift card to callahan's general store and this will be you you're getting in for all of the majors here pick one golfer from each group to create your nine player roster scoring and standings are updated at the end of each round visit hornfm.com to register and check those standings all weekend long. Don't forget to visit the Callahan's General Store Golf Club uh, Golf Club of the Month page and find the next course to play. Thanks to Callahan's for being a great partner of ours. We're getting a lot of good text in on the Specs text line 337-3776 talking about UConn winning the men's title. The drama still circling around the women's champions in LSU. Will they accept the invitation to the White House Or would Joe Biden's comments make them stay away? I have not heard Kim Mulkey say they're not going. Kim said they'd go the night of the game. She she was asked, if you're invited to the White House, would you go? Kim immediately said, yes, absolutely, we would love to go. And we'll see if, as of now, I would assume that's the answer, no matter what Angel Reese puts on social media.
2: Kim needs to say, we'll go to the White House if, the first lady plays me one-on-one to a game of five.
1: <laughs> uh, actually, forget that. I want to see her play Joe. <laughs> no, that. Joe and the aviators. I'm not trying
2: to see the assassination of Joe Biden <laughs> on the basketball court.
1: Joe with the aviators and Kim, that would be good. No,
2: nah, we got Joe tripping when he's getting off the plane. We can't I have him okay. getting hit by yeah. a Kim Mulkey in-and-out crossover.
1: We are, we are in kind of a run of uh, – clumsy, awkward president. Yeah,
2: we can't have that happen. <laughs> yeah, little, Kim yeah. Mulkey goes in and out one time. That's it for Joe. He'll have to get impeached because he'll never recover.
1: Yeah, we're on our little run here where don't expect the president to have lateral movement. That's not going to work. <laughs> that is not going to work these last couple. All right, uh, let's get you the crap bag here. Give you that extra good news on the women's championship.
2: Chad's crap bag. Crap bag. If you need an easy way to remember it, just... Think of a bag of crap.
1: All right. Brought to you by AV Consultations. 255-8678 or go to avconsultations.com. So LSU beats Iowa and it ends up being, check this out, the most viewed women's college basketball game ever. And I'm assuming that would also extend to maybe any women's basketball game that's ever been put on television. So any Olympic game, any WNBA game, 9.9 million viewers on average. They peaked at 12.6. To give you a comparison, last year when UConn played South Carolina, the average was 4.85. So it went from 4.85 up to 9.9 million, Zay. And then here's another great tweet I saw. The Women's National Championship, 9.9 million viewers are more than any women's college basketball game ever, any MLS game ever. Ever, any Stanley Cup game since 1973, the 2023 Orange Bowl, the 2023 Sugar Bowl, 2023 Thursday Night Football. That's a good job putting that in there. Yeah. Because we all know that's the stream version, but well done. Well done. Smart. You, you beat Smart. the NFL on some level. Smart. Well played. Well played, women's hoops. The 2021 NBA Finals, better rated than that. The 2020 World Series, the finale of the of the Last of Us on HBO, and the most recent MLB, NBA, NF, NFL um, All Star games. Another good one to throw in because we know there we, we would hope you outrate All Star games. But uh, shout-out to the ladies and to women's basketball. It's so successful right now, Zay, with ticket sales and what they're showing and what the viewership is. They are considering, when the deal runs out after next season, having a separate agreement with the women's basketball tournament. Like, do a separate TV deal, okay. have, it, have it be its own. And the coaches have talked about, because remember the NCAA came out and thought about, do we need them both at the same location, men and women? The women's folks are now saying, no, we think we can still exist on our own. In fact, we're seeing numbers that we really should be able to do it. I and mean, they packed AAC yeah, for that thing. Did they get the numbers the men did? No, the men are in football. Arenas yeah, 70,000.
2: And, what do you do with yeah, that? Yeah,
1: that's, that's a little different. So that's still going to be the powerhouse for the NCAA, the men's tournament. But that women's tournament should be able to get them a lot. I would keep it on its own. Uh, the big voices in that sport, Staley, Gino, and a lot of those others. I think Kim's in this court uh, on this side of it as well. They are saying, let's keep it separate because now we are really getting momentum, momentum. as our own thing. Yeah. Yeah,
2: that's right. Yo, low key feels like bird and magic Indiana Indiana State, Michigan State back in seventy nine it feels like that for the women's game. What Caitlin wow. Clark and Angel Reese hmm. what they're doing and how many people are watching and how we've talked about it the last few days and what we've been talking about with the women's game. It's so incredible, it's so impressive and as just a basketball fan in general, I'm proud.
1: Yeah, I was really happy to see it and like you know, like we've always talked about. I mean, I would say this about either version of basketball. When it is really good, it can be so entertaining to watch. Now, when it goes bad, it can be awful. Oh, man. It can be awful. You're a basketball freak, and you admit that all the time. It can go really bad. But I would challenge anybody to tell me they watched LSU play Iowa on Sunday and tell me that was bad basketball. Like, my eyes told me it was good hoops. The stats told me it was good hoops. Now, there was a clear winner. I'm not saying it was a close game. By the end, LSU was clearly the better team. But there was a nice little run from Iowa. LSU answered it. The percentages were up. Field goal, free throw, everything was at a high, high level. Both those teams were, I think, over 50% as a team shooting, and it was not all just layups. That was not all just people driving to the basket. I really enjoyed it. I'm happy for them that they're getting those kind of numbers. And uh, and who knows, maybe even a social media storm like Angel Reese uh, is helping to create here, maybe –
2: That is good for women's basketball in a way as well. Well, social media in general has helped women's basketball because now we see these girls at an early age in high school and we see clips on them and highlights. Like, I've been watching Paige Beckers for about five years ever since she was mm. in Minnesota playing high school basketball. Like, I mean, everybody knew she was going to be a great. There's a girl in Lubbock right now, number one player in the nation for 2025. I think Aaliyah Chavez or something. Really? She'll be the next great. Would the she, number one player in the number country one right now in is, the country in, in, is country in Lubbock? In Lubbock. Vic Schaefer, get on it. Wow. Which she has been. She's been down. I've seen her at UT football games okay. and stuff, so they're recruiting her hard. But you could – you just follow these girls at the early age. You saw you see clips from Angel Reese and Caitlin Clark back in high school. They have tons of film out there. Haley Van Lif, she was like that too. So the game is changing and we're starting to see these girls so much sooner than when they get to college and they already have eyes on them. That's why they're getting these NIL deals and stuff. So it's great for the game.
1: Somebody texted everything was high level, but their hops more dunks. And then they just gave a little wink. of. Yeah, I know a guy out.
2: that said it should go to eight feet. I remember that. Yeah. There was a certain guy that said that. That's true. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Somebody somebody else
1: says, uh, shout out, uh, give clap emojis oh, for the man. women. Guys, don't fool yourselves. I know a couple D2 women ballers who would absolutely embarrass most male hoopers. For real. I, I was thinking of that the other day, the biggest difference, like, other than just flat out. Sexism Again, the person that texted us the other day, if they played topless, I'd watch. All right. Okay. Calm down. So other than that, what is the reason you wouldn't watch? I watch men's and women's tennis. I understand that there are biological differences. I understand, on average, men will hit harder. Men have, you know, they're going to have faster serves. But the game is comparable enough. I enjoy watching both. And for time constraints, I enjoy watching women play tennis more because they play a more reasonable time frame. But in basketball, I start thinking about the dunk thing. I'm like, is it that important to basketball fans to see yeah. dunking? I mean, look that. Is it that critical? And is it that why people stay away from women's hoops if they do?
2: Definitely. That's definitely a reason. Because remember, in the 90s, the greatest player was Michael Jordan. And the greatest thing he did to a lot of people was dunk the ball, even though us basketball purists would say his you know, mid-range game and jumper, that was his greatest attribute, and that's how he was able to win six rings. But mm-hmm. what put fans in the stands was his athletic ability. Now you fast forward 25 some years later, Steph Curry has been the best player, well, LeBron, but Steph Curry, he's been one of the most famous players, and the way he's changed the game with his jump shot. So people are like, okay, shooting deeper threes, that could be exciting too. Caitlin Clark, she picked up on stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So now we're we're seeing that in the women's game and coaches are allowing that. Coaches ever since Steph did what he did. That's why people say that Steph ruined the game. No, Steph helped the game because now coaches are more lenient and not having these offensive players in shackles and want them to do X's and O's, eight passes, Hoosier style basketball. They're letting them play and letting them shoot from deep and play more freely. So yeah, I think Steph Curry is a huge part of it. Interesting
1: stuff there. All right, so congrats to the women on those big time numbers. Again, the most viewed women's basketball game ever, and that's a great comparison list that they put out there of uh, all the things that it was uh, got better ratings than. All right, coming up, let's talk some Texas football. Eleven days from the spring game, Sark with some comments on who's stepping up leadership wise and some other things. We'll give one of our weekly guests some love uh, from their uh, their reporting. Then coming up, it is the flex segment. A coach taking the weightlifting challenge and Adrian Wilson. Gets another D one offer. Stay with us. It's the Horn
2: from the UBO
1: Business Services Studios. You're listening to KTXX FM and HD One BK KTAEAM.